Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Are you feeling a bit animated? Well, come on over to the Wicked Anime Podcast on the Nerdy Show Network, a bi-weekly podcast dedicated to animation, Japanese culture, and all things anime. With a true industry perspective, we're always diving deeper than school uniforms and tentacle monsters. Join us on the Wicked Anime Podcast, nerdyshow.com slash wicked anime. It's Wicked A! The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by a comic shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination. And with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Welcome to Nerdy Show, a weekly podcast dedicated to every facet of nerddom. From comics and video games to science and technology, if it's geeky, we've got it covered. And in this episode, we're going to be reviewing Black Panther. Hi, I'm Cap. And I'm Boar. And we just saw the movie. We're going to be recapping at least what we thought about it. Yes. In vague, Spoiler free. In vague ways, so as not to ruin the experience for you. Yes, please enjoy. This is a, going to be a spoiler free, efficiently sized episode. Travel size. Travel size, yes. Insertable. Anyway, Black Panther was good. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I mean, there's a lot riding on the simple aspect of having a, a character like Black Panther in terms of being a character who's always been sidelined in the Marvel Universe. Same as Ant-Man, having a film like this could be a tentpole character of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but they've so aptly, time and time again, taken what were characters that only diehard comic fans knew and done what they could to really blow them up in a big way for audiences. Same could be said for Guardians, too. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Gar yeah, Guardians was like, you know, misfits in the scope of the film, misfits in the comic book world, misfits in the cinema until they took the box office by storm. And now they're like everybody's favorites. Yeah. Now, <laughs> now they're getting a standalone ride experience in Epcot. But yeah. I mean, there's two parts to that. There's the first part, which is, yes, they are quite successful. But then there's also the second part, which is they're not part of whatever agreement Disney signed with Universal Studios that makes it so Marvel characters cannot appear in Disney parks. But Guardians was not a part of that agreement because no one fucking cared about those characters. And therefore, you're in Epcot. Welcome to Epcot. Weird. It's yeah. so, so weird, that whole relationship between those two companies. And mm hmm <laughs> <laughs> it's weird the relationship with Disney and all the other companies that uh, license Marvel properties and are still milking them. Yep. We just saw the trailer for Venom. It looked all right from what little we saw. Yeah. But anyway, we should probably get back to Black Panther. We probably should. Obviously, Black Panther's debut as a character in Civil War was really cool. I think most people would say it was one of the best sequences of that movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, somebody new coming in, kicking ass. Yeah, and I have saw lots of fans say, oh, man, I don't know what's happening there, but whatever it was, it looked cool, it felt cool, I would love some more of that, and then Marvel served it up. And this film is a perfect package. You don't need to have seen any of the other Marvel films at all, actually. No, you actually 
only at the very, very end was there. Only if you are sipping from the cup of the post post credit sequence where you know there's going to be some universe linking stuff. Will there be any reason for you to have seen other films? Yeah, exactly. And I didn't know anything at all about Black Panther. I came in pretty pretty fresh to this. I had heard the word Wakanda, <laughs> and I knew they had technology, but I thought that they were in space or something. So, Really? Yeah. I had no idea what Wakanda was. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's fascinating. I mean, I'm, I've been you know in deep with comic books for basically ever, and I've read my fair share of Black Panther, problem is that Black Panther, every now and then, it'll get a pretty good run going, but it doesn't have particularly long runs for the most part, and they're not often great. Like, they're okay. That Black Panther has been consistently okay through all the creative teams that I've read, but never really gets much momentum until recently. Recently, that story has changed, and it's been, like, quite compelling, had a bunch of spinoff books that were good, but there's so much there. There's so much potential for it, mm-hmm. and what's really amazing about this film is this film did a better job of representing this character than I have ever seen in comic books. Hmm. It took all the possibilities for what you could do with the premise of a isolationist, hyper-futuristic African nation existing in secret and just exploded that concept. I mean, you see it the most in what is some of the most remarkable costume design you're going to see all year. Yeah, and it was it was interesting how they were extremely technologically advanced but also very tribal. It was sort of a weird melding of like future and past. Yeah, I mean, you get the sense of this is a society that has existed outside of colonialism. And the theme of colonialism and isolationism, those are very important to the fabric of this film. And also the st- a story of um, royalty. It's like a, a classic sort of yeah. taking back your crown kind of story because T'Challa, the main character, we haven't done any recapping of this film. Because the story of Black Panther is a part of this Marvel Cinematic Universe, I'm always hard-pressed when we do these reviews to be like, all right, so where do I start in outlining uh, <laughs> how to jump in here? But we've already sort of jumped uh, jumped off the cliff in that regard. <laughs> <laughs> or the waterfall. So, right. so T'Challa <laughs> is the Black Panther, and he's the king of Wakanda. And Wakanda is an isolationist African nation that's hyper-futuristic. They've, it's not in space. They've, yeah, it's not in space. They've existed in secret for a long time. Long story short, this is all the information that you're going to get in like the first second of the film. Well, it took about 30 seconds. Sure, 30 seconds. But a meteor hit Africa, and that meteor was full of vibranium, which in the Marvel Universe is the strongest metal on Earth. And it seemed like it was a gigantic freaking meteor. Yeah. And how it didn't destroy all life on the planet, I don't understand. That did is did a... they say that the meteor hit while people were alive? Like, I didn't understand okay. that part. So Because if it was like a meteor mm. that hit... Millions of years yes. ago, sure. Mm-hmm. But they made it seem like it was a thing that happened and that they witnessed, and then they're like, oh, let's mine it. it. It was not a thing that happened that they witnessed, but when I watch modern films, especially modern big-budget films, I often am disturbed by how much potential they had, but how they had stupid things that fall through the cracks. Like a lot of the modern Star Wars films have a lot of like dumb plot holes. Yeah. And Black Panther doesn't have a lot of dumb plot holes, but you found exactly one that it opens the film with, which is that they say that this meteor hit Africa, and they show the globe, and yep. the globe has the, the current continents as we know them. Now, I don't believe that it did imply that anyone witnessed this meteor hit, because it is a giant meteor. It is a mountain-sized meteor. They made that very plainly clear. Yep. <laughs> but this metal is basically a magic metal. It has incredible properties, all of which are outlined extensively on Wikipedia. And if you're looking for a fascinating diatribe on fictional metals, go for it. They kind of made it seem like if you put vibranium in something, then you could control it with your mind and it would do anything you wanted. 
I mean, I know that they said that there was like nano machines involved and blah blah blah, but they made it seem like it was magic. But then again, any technology that's sufficiently advanced will seem like magic. That's the logic here. Yes. So you take a tribal culture, give them that resource, allow them the opportunity to hide that resource from the rest of the world as they see other people from the continent being enslaved, as they see what the white man is capable of. And yeah, they hide themselves away and make sure that that secret of theirs is something that they hold close to them. But the world's getting smaller. It's getting harder to hide that stuff. There was the incident in Civil War in which T'Challa's father was killed during a bombing and he in a rage, revealed himself as the Black Panther and, you know, hunted folks down. So all that's happened, and no one's really sure what to make of that. And here we are. T'Challa is now being crowned king. We see this whole process. We get introduced to this world through his coronation ceremony. Mm -hmm. And from there, it launches this, like I said, a story of kings and royalty and birthright. Because one of the sequences it opens with shows that Wakanda, as the secret nation, has what they call war dogs, planted all over the world to exist out there as sleeper agents, paying attention to things. And some things happened with T'Challa's father in the past that come back to bite him in the ass now that he's a king. And they also deal a lot with isolationism as a concept and if it's good or not. Yeah, and what the response is to colonialism. Colonialism hurt countless people, and that process receded in on itself so then what happens now when the world is the way it is? If you have this power, how can you use it responsibly? Do you protect what you have because what you have is good, being that Wakanda is, for all intents and purposes, an ideal nation? Yeah. And if you open yourself up, if it's been working for all this time, will you doom your nation, everything that you hold dear, to being sort of infected by the outside world by not keeping it close to your chest? Can you help? Are you responsible for helping? Yeah, and it's sort of a metaphor for our country in a way mm -hmm. you know like do we have the responsibility to help other people or you know do we use our power to just defend ourselves and stay isolated do we build walls what do we do so it's an interesting metaphor the scope is interesting because wakanda is a small enough nation right and because it's a monarchy of a sort there's a council but like because there's a monarchy and there's a bloodline, and there's all those factors in you can tell a more intimate story that doesn't have to deal with say the challenges of portraying American politics in any kind of concise and easy-to-understand way. Right. But at the same time, it does explore themes that American and also really any um, many first-world nation countries are dealing with in terms of policies and politics mm -hmm. and all that. Right. It's a story for now told with a lot of elements of the past in a very compelling way. Yeah, I would agree with that. The uh, villains are solid. Yeah, they had a lot of depth to them. Two obscure-as-all-get-out Marvel Comics characters, Claw played by Andy Serkis, who's an arms dealer, um, uh. and, and he, who has a prosthetic arm. <laughs> Andy Serkis is, was just loving life, not being a mocap character, just being himself and being crazy. Yeah, he did seem like he enjoyed that a lot. Yeah. But also, I think that was part of his character, was enjoy being bad. Well, that's one of the, the great things. That, like I said, how this film was a better Black Panther story than really the comics I've ever had. I mean, that's the best claw we've ever had. This is the best Killmonger we've ever had in terms of that's the other the other villain they took these concepts and were able to to shake the baggage of what came before and enhance it with what needed to really just pop and just come alive so all in all like it's an ideal situation where your comic book film can elevate itself beyond the source material and take what works and make it better 
I'm going to have to take your word for that, mm. but it sounds good. There's also another face <laughs> from uh, from Lord of the Rings in this film. Oh, yeah, Martin uh, Freeman. Freeman. Yeah, yeah. Mar- Martin Freeman plays a character who is briefly in Civil War, and now he's this inexplicable... I kind of want to say he's the token white guy in the story, just kind of being in the background to help... Wasn't uh, Mr. Circus also in Lord of the Rings? Well, yeah, I said that's why I started by saying there's another Lord of the Rings cast member, and that's well, how I... Are, I are you trying to say that they're... Kind of like the Tolkien white guys. Uh oh. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you could say that. <laughs> but yeah, but Freeman's, Freeman's just kind of in the background, just like... Uh, Sometimes asking the dumb questions because <laughs> you as the, as the audience have been taken to the world of Wakanda and you you might not have it spelled out that the Dora Milaje, if that's what they call the elite group of all women warriors that are constantly surrounding the king of Wakanda. You know, you, you might not have picked up on that. But like once Martin Freeman enters the picture, like dude's in over his head the whole time. But fortunately, they don't really play it up for comic relief too much. No, not, not too bad. And I think really do a good job of establishing him as the kind of ally you need in government so you can smooth over all the problems that are probably going to happen mm-hmm. when Infinity War comes out on May 4th. <laughs> I can't believe that's so soon. It's insane. <laughs> it's crazy. So, like I said, the costume design in this movie was fucking incredible. I mean, dazzling. To the point that, and this is, this is maybe a very strange criticism, to the point that the direction and the cinematography couldn't keep up with it. <laughs> the visuals of the film in like the filmic terms and like the way things are shot and the framing of sequences and so on could not hold a candle to how crazy the people in the movie looked like in terms of like good like amazing designs at all times every time someone enters the scene they're wearing a new outfit and it's really dynamic and really fascinating and this goes all the way down to Black Panther's gear and equipment. I feel like I saw a couple outfits that were probably 3D printed, too. Yeah, I mean, some complex, interesting stuff here. The Queen's headdress thing. Yeah. Yeah. That seemed like it was 3D printed or something. Really intricate stuff. When this comes out on whatever physical media it comes out on, there's going to be some special features, and they're going to be worth watching, no doubt. They might already be online. I don't know. <laughs> but the movie was uh, directed by Ryan Coogler, who has done a few other features. He did Fruitville Station and Creed. Totally capable. But, you know, when you throw somebody from films like those that are more intimate into, hey, all right, so make a big blockbuster with a ton of CGI. I feel like there's, <laughs> yeah. there, there's you got to yeah, give them a little bit of a grace period to adjust to that. Yeah, that's there's probably a little bit of a learning curve there. Because, I mean, all the sequences with CGI or green screen environments and so on. They're fine. 
but you could see through them. And there was like a five minute long Lexus commercial. Yeah, I mean there is there is actually a Lexus commercial, like a Black Panther commercial. Yeah, that's parts of that chase sequence with a Lexus in it that then ends in like T'Challa getting out of the car and going to like a premiere or something like that. <laughs> but this the sequence doesn't really play out like that. But yes, it is a Lexus, and yes, we did notice. <laughs> well, yeah, they featured the logo very prominently multiple times. Uh, <laughs> the sequence, the chase sequence with the with the Lexus was was good. It was it was the best action sequence in the film, I think. Uh, yeah. Because I didn't feel that most of like the combat scenes were particularly well done. And yeah, if we were, if we would have seen it in 4DX, I feel like the car sequence definitely would have been the part where we were jostled around the most. Yeah, and the other sequences would have been enhanced by 4DX. 4DX, of course, being the uh, not D box, but the the extremely more visceral theater presentation where your seat not just vibrates and pivots, but also is able to give you like sprays of water and, and blasts of air and, and snow di- directed haptic feedback so if someone gets punched in like the the, the back you then your get chair gets punched in that exact spot <laughs> where that person got punched i took my grandma to see the new star wars movie and she died 40x <laughs> she did not enjoy the punching <laughs> <laughs> so i think i think black panther would be great in 40x <laughs> um but here's i've got a beef about when the finale large battle sequence of your film takes place in a relatively featureless environment in the late afternoon, which you will notice is a thing that happens weirdly a lot, Hmm. including but not limited to the film that in the timeline directly came before this one, Civil War, Hmm. where they had a big fight in late afternoon. Let's do it when the light is perfect. Yeah, in a relatively featureless environment. In that case, it was a airfield air, isn't it? yeah and a, 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 a vacant a, airfield a, yeah vacant airfield and in this case it was a mildly sloped but relatively well manicured african hillside yeah <laughs> <laughs> somebody had recently cut the lawn yeah so it would seem and that is a problem for, because like if you're doing that i understand that it's easy i understand it's it's simpler to get good lighting on all the people and cgi constructs that you're putting into this environment but if you're doing that, then it probably means you don't have a set piece good enough to actually be emotionally compelling. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I suppose. I've never really thought about that or even noticed. But <laughs> now that you point it out, yeah, it totally does happen all the time. The most compelling parts of this movie had nothing to do with the battle sequence. And you could have taken all the fight sequences out of it or most of them or cut them in half and it would have been just as compelling a film, especially if you took those absences of scenes and pump them up with more dynamic conflicts and stuff because black panther in this movie is basically presented as marvel's batman kind of yeah he's got a bat cave he's got special gear he's got all kinds of money he's virtually indestructible i mean when he is the black panther you can't fucking touch him yeah he does seem like he's completely indestructible when he has that thing on yeah and that's too bad because batman is very destructible but in a way, also not destructible. And then here's another here's another pet peeve of mine. But that, Batman doesn't have magic vibranium. That's true. That's very true. Another pet peeve of mine that involves modern filmmaking, specifically Marvel superhero filmmaking, is when a character who wears a mask has a special magical technology that makes their mask disappear at moments as though they need like, got to take a breath. Let me take a breath here so you can see how much like tension I'm experiencing because the audience in theory, can't connect with the hero unless they see their faces. Mm -hmm. And it's impractical 
there was a sequence where he like he was down for the count. He lays back. He takes a breather. His mask zips away, and then someone's about to attack him. They don't even bother to animate it coming back. He's just wearing it again. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't catch that, but I believe you. I mean, and it may have happened like, oh, no, if you freeze frame, you will clearly see that the mask does come back. But, I mean, it just happened so quickly, and the fact is it shouldn't have. I mean, perfect superhero drinking game. Take a shot, and you're going to get really fucking drunk every time the superhero is somewhat exhausted and just like takes off their mask just so you can see the actor's face in full. It happens constantly and happens way too much in what is an otherwise great film. I'd like to think that I don't even need that. And if I was that superhero, especially Black Panther, and I had this indestructible suit. Don't take off your bulletproof mask. I would not take it off in the middle of a fight. (laughs) That is the extent of my pet peeves, which are not just with this film, but have been generating for a long time. Because when I see it in this film, it makes me think of all the times that I was like, huh, about it in the prior films, Mm -hmm. making it appearing in this film, which is otherwise extremely good. All the more obvious of like, boy, you didn't have to do that. Oh, boy, it would have been so much better if you didn't play up to that trope that all the other films in the series have been like doing. But the characters were good. I, I love Black Panther's sister. I love all the Dola Miyaje. Like they were so cool the whole time. Yeah. Incredible supporting cast, incredible villains. And you can't say that of a lot of Marvel films. Supporting cast is usually pretty good. Supporting cast is one of the only things that made the first two Thor films tolerable. I'm talking about every character that isn't Natalie Portman Um, (laughs) because she was a main star of those films, unfortunately. Wait, there was other characters other than Natalie Portman and Thor? Yeah, yeah. No, there was the dude who actively believes in the Norse gods. There was the cute nerdy friend. She was great in in both Thor films. And then there was, of course, all of the warriors that hang out with Thor, Lady Sif, Volstagg, the other two. (laughs) You know, if you asked me to, like, I have seen both of those movies, and if you asked me to tell you the plot of them, I don't even think that I could do that. Oh. That's how forgettable those movies are for me. I understand. The first one, half of it was pretty good. The part that was in Asgard, not the part that was in Oklahoma. The second one was pretty good, but needed to have a more compelling villain. They really squandered the use of Chris Eccleston. It was a goddamn shame. The third one was great, but I wish was two movies instead of one. (laughs) And also, they killed all Thor's friends. Spoiler alert. I really <laughs> fucking take issue with that. They were great characters. They deserve better. Anyway, Black Panther, though. <laughs> like, it had everything it needed. I don't think there was really any anything extra that didn't belong there. At its heart was the stuff that mattered in terms of, like, having a compelling superhero film. It's not Spider-Man. It's not as good as Spider-Man, I'm sorry to say, but it's fucking close. Still haven't seen that. You should see it. <laughs> I know. I, I, I know. The third Spider-Man series, like... No, I, I was not ready. I was not interested. Yeah, damn that's, it. that's pretty much where I am. I, don't, I keep being told that it's good, so I will do it. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't want to overhype it, but like, I was shocked by how good it was and also how good it was as a standalone film and also how good it was in terms of how it integrated into the larger Marvel Cinematic Universe. It was an intimate story that wasn't told on a global scale, which is similar could be said of Black Panther. It just happened to be globetrotting. Yeah, that's true. So long story short, you should see Black Panther. You probably were anyway, but if you were on the fence and you want to see like a decent superhero film, because they still exist, they still get made. Just when you think, oh, I've seen too many of these, it's diminishing returns and movie theater tickets are needlessly expensive. Then they flip the script and they're like, you know what? We still want you to come back. And there's good reason. <laughs> Black Panther is a very good reason. Also Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> I'll watch it. God. <laughs> By all means, keep the discussion going with us about, you know, like what you like most about it. We have a thing called the Nerdy Show Lounge, which is a Facebook group. It was formerly exclusive to our patrons, but we've opened it up. 
so everyone can come out and play. But if you like this episode, if you like what we do in general, we are entirely listener-supported, and we could certainly use your help. Even a dollar a month makes a huge difference. Head to patreon.com slash nerdyshow. We've got a bunch of special features, bonus content, early releases, and if you're looking for more ways to support us, head to nerdyshow.com slash support. There are even ways to support us that involve no money whatsoever. No money. No money. Not even a little bit. Just, just a little bit of... Just a little bit of clicking. Yeah, just a little bit of effort on your part, a little bit of heart. If, you, if you're feeling it, head to iTunes, leave us a rating, leave us a review, and uh, maybe also check out Podchaser, which is an awesome new platform that lets you rate and review specific episodes. If you like this review, then you can give us a rating there <laughs> or, or review... Tell us why we're wrong. I don't know. We want to interact with you. So come say hey on those platforms. We read them. We read them all. Well, we read them all on the American iTunes store. I don't click around randomly to other countries. Maybe I should. But if you do leave a message in another country, let us know and we'll find it. <laughs> like if you go, if you're, say, on the Wakandan iTunes store and you say, this is bullshit. It didn't properly represent my country. I swear we don't have advanced technology. That's, that's a lie. That's preposterous. I don't know why you would think that. I write that iTunes review in Wakanda. Give us your vibranium. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week with a full-length episode of Nerdy Show. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.